Can I get something off my chest before we start about this topic that we have selected for this week? Yeah, sure. Did you see the official photos for the royal wedding? Did anyone not see it? (laughs) Yeah, I did. I did. (laughs) What is your opinion? Because I have my opinion about them. I'm going to ask your opinion first. What do you think of the official three wedding photos? Okay, so I I thought that the group shots were fine. Like, at first when I looked at it, I thought, is it straight? But then at the end of the day, I kind of thought, oh, okay, there's probably maybe other other reasons why they're done at that angle. Um, I then thought to myself... Hmm, I'm better at my job than I than I think I am. <laughs> like I, I felt like, oh, this is good because you know if this guy can shoot kind of like some of the most major people in our country, then I could kind of shoot for anyone as well. Yeah. Because I think I could kind of pull out something similar. The only photo that I had like a real problem with, and when I say problem, what I mean is like it was painful to look at. Um, <laughs> was the couple shot on the steps simply because yeah. the crop is just very arm friendly, shall we say? Yeah. Harry's arm goes on for miles. You know, to be perfectly honest, the first thing I thought was, is he giving someone a hand job off screen? <laughs> Which is unlikely, because I think they're on the steps of somewhere outside. But yeah. that that was genuinely like my first thought. I was like, why is Harry giving someone a hand job? <laughs> <laughs> and then I've since seen like on the internet and Facebook, there's loads of people who have photoshopped like memes or whatever i don't know what the, the young folk call it nowadays <laughs> photoshopped extra pictures of uh you know like a pint what's harry arm. doing off screen <laughs> yeah basically like mr tickle's arm i've seen <laughs> so i feel like it's not just me who noticed that and when i first looked at it it's just so it's so glaring it's like oh 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 like that that's how it feels yeah i noticed like when i mentally just cropped the image in just a bit to make it look more purposeful, just like more focused on their heads. The the photo was already like 10 times better. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with them in the shot. Yeah, exactly. Their expressions are really cute. But if they, he just cropped a bit more, it would have actually been way better. Yeah, completely. I get that the images were turned around fairly quickly in relationship to the wedding. I mean, it was like two days afterwards. But it's only three photos. And there's no reason why those three photos aren't perfect. Oh, yeah. Like we can we can bang out like a slideshow the next day. <laughs> He can he can do three in two days. There's photographers that bang out slideshows at the wedding. Yeah, and he, it's not like he doesn't have at his disposal editors mm. and Photoshop people. Like that's just a really poor crop decision. I just I just don't understand it. I'm quite surprised that there was no second eye on it, considering like the nature of the people in the photos. You kind of think that someone out there, you know, they would have sort of run it past someone or something. Yeah. But maybe it's just fashion or something. I don't know. He's a fashion photographer. So maybe this is some sort of higher style that we are, or, you know, like maybe long arms are just like the next big thing, like very 2018. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and this this is my, my kind of rant about this is I think sometimes these photographers get hired because they know the couples already because they already have photographed celebrities for fashion, stuff like that. Mm. And they take on the job thinking that, oh, well, how hard can wedding photography be? Mm. And they don't realize how hard it actually is. Oh, yeah. And so I think they overestimated their skill set because they're really good at fashion photography. And I'm not saying that he's not good at fashion photography. He's very good at it. But then when you have a really stressful situation like a wedding day, all of a sudden you're, you haven't really prepared for this or you didn't even know how to prepare for this. Mm. And so 
maybe he's not happy with them. I don't know, but I wouldn't deliver those photos. Like, I feel like the group shots, they were posed fine, but they were just like, the lighting was just really boring. It was safe. It was safe. It was safe. It was like, it looked like there's like one window light, Mm. but there's no reason why it can't be like a bit cleaner or a bit more bright. Because they had time to set it up. Yeah. Like, the actual photo is quite quick, but you have time to set up the lights. Mm. And then, like, a lot of times people were noticing, like, the lines in the room were all kind of, like, a quick Lightroom correction does not take that long. Mm. And the mirror in the background of one of those shots looks just weird. It just looks like there's this white bubble just floating behind her. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's on the floor, right? It's on the floor. Like, the mirror's, like, on the floor. And so you see, like, her train kind of coming out. Then the reflection of the train is, like, floating in the background of it. And it just looks like this white blob. And you can't tell me in that giant castle, there's not something to cover up the mirror. Yeah, I wonder if there was some sort of situation where Megan was like, I love my train and I want it in the shot, bitches. (laughs) Well, and that's fine. Like, I mean, I think that there's nothing wrong with keeping the train in the shot. But like, there's like that room should be perfect because you have time to set up the room and stage the room. Mm -hmm. And knowing that those are awkward mirrors there. There's no reason why you just couldn't just cover the mirror with some furniture or something like that. Yeah. Or just change where they're sitting. It's just like this white blob. And it was just, I don't know. I just thought like, like, especially when you compare them to like Will and Kate's photos, which were a lot better. They were more precise. I kind of got that there was sort of like an intentional style difference. When I say I got it, I assumed <laughs> there was a potential style difference of like, I was going to be like, what's his face? You know, what's his face? That older one. Um, <laughs> Prince William. <laughs> the future king of England. Yeah. King, King William. King Wills. King Wills. I think that, you know, they were meant to obviously be more formal. And I think the idea was that Harry and Meghan were meant to be more relaxed. So I know some people took some truck with like, the kind of the kids looking around. I, I think that's fine. And if anything, I think that's kind of a blessing for us wedding photographers because now I don't think we're going to ever hear about people worrying about kids looking at the camera anymore. They're going to think it's, you know, it's actually really lovely. We don't have to do that fight of being like, here, Tommy, 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 just look at my camera. Tommy, Tommy. <laughs> God damn it, Tommy, look at the camera. <laughs> here, sweets, sweets, Tommy, I'm throwing sweets. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like, in a way, I'm kind of glad for that because that relaxed style it works for me personally in my favor. But I know maybe like someone who, if they pride themselves on, you know, really nailing a shot, then maybe it's a bit of a kind of like, why did you do that or something? Yeah. So I didn't mind that some bits of it so much. I think for me, it's just Hansi McCann's face. Like, <laughs> like what? Why? Why? I just don't get it. Yeah. And also, like you say, because that's not nothing to do with pressure at the time like people are like oh you know it's a very high stakes situation but this is something to do with just post-processing afterwards so it was just a bad decision afterwards personally i feel yeah it could have just it'd been a very easy crop it would have taken 10 seconds at the most yeah well they didn't hire us so i mean i was already booked i mean oh yeah yeah I was actually genuinely shooting somewhere else that day. Funnily enough, I was actually shooting the wedding of an American bride and an English groom. Oh! And I resisted making any exploitative comments about that on my page, where I was like, oh, I could use Harry and Meghan's wedding to my commercial advantage, but I didn't. Today is clearly a day to marry an American. (laughs) Where were you shooting that day? I was shooting out Oxford Way. Mm. It's a couple that booked me ages ago, and they were the loveliest people in the world. And the day was so nice. Like, it was gorgeous outside. Yeah. Couldn't have asked for, like, a nicer wedding and this they were it was so funny because like even the morning during bridal prep like her bridesmaids were like pulling up photos of like meg's dress and be like oh my god look at her dress and i'd be like hey why don't you look at the dress behind you oh. <laughs> even the bride's like no 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 i have to look at i want to see meg's dress 
There's been a lot of chat about the dress as well, hasn't there? I didn't like the dress, to be honest. I'll be. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna sound like I actually do really like you know them. I think they're a cute couple. But I felt her dress didn't fit her particularly well. Yeah. Like I felt it looked a little bit baggy. It should have been like fit to a T. Yeah. It was it, the sleeves and then the, and the mid of the torso. I think was just a little bit like you say a little bit loose. Yeah. Hey ho. I'm not. I don't know how tailoring works or how fabric works. So I, I guess <laughs> maybe we shouldn't try and suddenly be like and if only they had used organza. <laughs> I just had to think of a material that I knew. <laughs> I feel like I could properly critique the photos. I can't properly critique the dress. No, yeah. We'll call up some dressmaking friends. I actually, funnily enough, I heard that the cake got criticized by bakers, but I, I haven't <laughs> I haven't actually seen the cake. So I, I don't know what was wrong with the cake, but I just remember someone saying they'd seen some wedding cake suppliers being like, what the fuck is this cake? <laughs> Is nobody happy? Like, nobody in the wedding industry is happy. No, no one in the industry is happy about anything. Oh, because the florist as well kind of had a thing about the the bouquet. But... (laughs) In fairness, I heard the bouquet was actually like flowers picked from Diana's garden or, you know, like yeah. something to do with their mum. So in fairness, I think that's really lovely. And I think when you know the backstory, that's okay. Yeah, but there's no excuse for floppy flowers though. Just because they were grown in a garden, all flowers are grown in a garden. No, but were they floppy? No, they weren't. Fl- I think, it, no, not the floppiness. I think they were small. Oh, uh, it is fairly early in the year actually for fresh flowers. Yeah. And you know, not everything small and floppy is bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to get that in somehow. (laughs) How many times will I say the word floppy and small together? (laughs) It wasn't even a good part and I just needed it. I just needed it. Okay, sorry. This is a good day. This is this is like summer podcasting. So this is when we're all like high from the hay fever and This is like us slowly losing our minds. <laughs> it's only a few months in. <laughs> but it feels like a century. <laughs> we should definitely podcast throughout like mid-August or something. <laughs> so we can just be like, Hi, hi, how are you? I don't know. What's what's where what <laughs> and it was just <laughs> i don't know what day it is anymore pretty much pretty much i was thinking actually it'd be funny to like vlog on our busiest week oh. of wedding season just to be like today's the fourth day of the week i've only slept for about four hours <laughs> i'm just surviving on a diet of cheerios and crackers <laughs> i think it's going to be a bit like the blair witch project that's how i visualize that vlog going <laughs> And actually, I'm not actually afraid of doing it. It's mostly, I just don't want to do the editing because I don't have the time to even consider editing. I guess we could just edit it like way afterwards, just film the video and then just edit it afterwards. There's just like one more thing in the middle of wedding season where you're just like, I don't know if I have time for this. (laughs) You'd be like, I'm not buckaroo. So you came up with the topic for this week's podcast, which I really like. I'm really excited about. Yeah. So do you want to introduce what the topic is? Okay, so um, we spent a long time, I say a long time, we spent, since the start of this podcast and video channel, we've kind of always tried to talk about real talk and facts and business and techie stuff. I figured, why don't we do the opposite for once (laughs) and just talk about absolute nonsense? (laughs) And so today we're going to talk about things we want to invent as wedding photographers. Yeah. I guess dream hypothetical objects of desire. Well, we're brainstorming. Like if we could have something... The, the thing that we want more than anything. Let's see them as a practical advert to existing companies. Okay. Because I've actually done this before where I have actually emailed a specific company to be like, um, can you just invent this because I need this? <laughs> Did they invent it? No. I got it as far as going to Twitter and getting like several people to tweet at them to be like, no, no, seriously, this is a thing that I really recommend you do because this is what 
would help you make sales. <laughs> and I'm just not believable enough. Maybe my, my megaphone wasn't loud enough. But anyway, here we are. We're doing it and recording it. So maybe this will be considered more serious. Okay. This is our Dragon's Den pitch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pitch first. Okay, go. So I think this is a really, really good idea. I want like a ray gun or maybe like a Nerf gun or something that I can aim at those really annoying lights that the DJs refuse to turn off and be able to turn them off. Because sometimes they're like, oh, no, I don't have any control over the light. That's the venue. And the venue's like, no, I don't have any control over it. Like nobody can turn off this really terrible light. And so I just want something I can aim at and just be like off. Let's break this down. I visualize this to be like, you know, in Mission Impossible when they have something that they zap at the security cameras? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, but just for terrible DJ lights. To be fair, an actual gun would do the trick as well. <laughs> Disclaimer, we do not condone gun violence. <laughs> okay, <I'll> carry on. <laughs> I guess a rock would also work, but that also looks bad. I need something that... Maybe I could just have a branded rock. Oh. The Carrie Bellamy rock. And a slingshot. Yeah, and a slingshot. Maybe that'll work as well. And then there'll be kind of a David and Goliath fight. And, you know, David was good, so that's fine. That's better than the associations made with guns, so... Yeah, exactly. So if I do something like David and Goliath, or if it's like a Nerf gun, or maybe if it's a way that it has black putty or something, we can aim it at it and it just covers up the little light and then, then just about four or five hours later just kind of disappears and falls off. Yeah, slime, slime gun. Yeah, maybe a slime gun because then I wouldn't be responsible for destroying property. I'm just fixing the problem then and then it just... See, you've made the product better already. This is where we brainstorm. This is the you know how we refine it before we take it to Theo, what's his name? Yeah, exactly. Or Sharon or whatever. Who other, I don't know. I've never seen Dragon's Dan. You can't tell neither of I. <laughs> <laughs> Is slime fully opaque? Does it block light? You can do like a black putty, like a black Play-Doh, maybe. Okay. And then eventually it would just kind of like be a little bit viscous, so it eventually would come off. Hmm. But I don't know if you've ever run into a situation where there's just a really terrible light in the wrong spot that's just like screwing up all of your plans. And the DJ's like, that's not my light. I can't turn it off. Mm -hmm. Or I've had one time where the DJ's like, I don't, I didn't know what it was doing. So he plugged all the lights and the soundboards and stuff together. So he couldn't turn off one without turning off all of the sound. Mm -hmm. So I was stuck with the worst lights possible. So yeah, something like that would be, it'd be amazing. So that's my Dragon's Den pitch, number one. Okay. No, it sounds good. It sounds good. We should totally get people to kind of take a vote on these or, or say what they actually think yeah. should go through to the prototype testing stage. What's the best idea and what's the worst idea? <laughs> oh yeah. The worst as well. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Okay. So I've got a little list here. Have you seen, I'm trying to think which sci-fi film it was or just any sci-fi film where they have a portal. Mm -hmm. So you know in Marvel how they're like, with what's his uh, Benedict Cumbersnatch, whatever his name is. <laughs> I don't think that's his name. That's that's his name to me. Okay, that, Cumbersnatch. Okay, that's how me and Benny know each other. Okay, you know it's it's, it's an in joke. But um, you know how they do the portal thing with the wand, and they just kind of like jump between the portal, and they just they just go into a different bit or whatever, and they come out the other side. Yeah. Is this all making sense? Yeah, okay. I think so. So I kind of want that wand, and definitely and specifically in a wand size, because then it will fit into the sort of the pen pocket in my in my bag yeah but i need that for the church okay because um, even when i'm wearing trainers even when i'm wearing like super soft shoes when i'm trying to get around the church from like the front to the back and you know and you go around the side of the pews and you've been given permission and you're doing it during a hymn there's always like motherfucking creaky ass floorboard <laughs> 
and I look like, yeah, and I look ridiculous. And and I've had guests kind of like do a nice giggle at me and, and, you know, it's fine in a kind of like, you know, they share the joke kind of way as I look like a comedic kind of pink panther kind of thing trying to creep around the side <laughs> desperately. And then the worst case scenario is when you sometimes are in a hurry to do it because, you know, you've not moved at the right time or you suddenly realize there's something you didn't do that was in the schedule. So you've got to move quick. It's running fast, but quietly and, and it's impossible. And the church is always old. It's never happening in a new church. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's never happening in something with good, solid marble floor. It's, it's, uh, it's always the wooden ones. So I kind of want like a little portal one so I can kind of just zip around the church basically. Okay. And also like when someone wants you to get a shot from the balcony of somewhere during the ceremony because they saw this great shot from a previous wedding and it probably meant that that wedding photographer had two shooters yeah. and I don't. And so I'm just like, um, well, I can try it. but And then you're like bolting up these stone steps. So I tend to sort of try and walk slowly and calmly. And then as soon as I get to the back of the steps, I'm like legging it yeah. <laughs> to try and get up, take the shot, get down. We're all within the same. Okami or faithful or whatever. I actually have a teleportation one as well. Oh, sometimes your camera bag's never in the right place. Oh. <laughs> so it'd be really nice if you could press a button and your camera bag just magically appears next to you. Ah. Because sometimes like you need to take your camera bag or like it's the end of the night, you're like really tired and you have to take all your equipment back out to the car. Especially because like, like my bags roll, which is helpful half of the time. But then there's always like those stones and stuff like that you can't like roll it over stones or take it up and down stairs and but if you could just press a button and your camera bag is just in your car that would be really nice oh yeah so if someone could get on you know inventing teleportation i think there's some money in that i don't think anyone's considered how important this is before you know it's definitely never come up in any pop culture references or anything like that yeah. so i think they should listen to this podcast now and, and sort of take heed and i'd also like to claim that we now have copyright over any teleportation inventions like we mentioned it first oh yeah 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 100 okay and actually what we should do is like the portal that you go into should be referred to as chua and the portal you come out of should be referred to as bell <laughs> so people will be like oh, i was just going to take a chua down to to like uh croydon bell and then, you know, that's the future of TFL. Yeah. I think they've invented something that actually might work for you in theory, but actually wouldn't work in practicality, where there's this kind of rolling automatic luggage thing that follows you. Have you seen this? It's like a silver thing that looks like a weird... Yeah. I want to say it's like a baby bike carrier. It's kind of like a cheese wedge shape and it's all silver and it, and it just... I don't know how it works, but it follows you around in the airport. It's meant to be for like travel luggage for people who can't wheel something on wheels, apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think I did. No, that would be perfect. That and like a wedding photography standpoint would be really useful. Although it might be kind of annoying <laughs> to just like have this thing like following you all day. Like, I mean, it's fine if it sits in the corner for most of the day. But it would be kind of funny. It's almost just like, you could almost like dress it up as like a little servant, like give it a little top hat and, like, <laughs> you know, tux or something like that. And just kind of, do you need another lens, ma'am? And just kind of like hand you whatever you need. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? It'd be really good, actually, genuinely. I was thinking, you know, I was laughing about it because I thought in a wedding venue, obviously, it's not going to get through. It's going to struggle to get through some doors or whatever. And I feel like you just step over it. But actually, you know, if you're shooting like a ceremony in, in one of the registry offices in central London and say you've got to walk down to the pub venue or whatever, mm -hmm. those kind of situations, I often end up dumping my bags on like a wedding guest. That would be useful so that you're not having to ha have your hands pulling something or whatever. It takes the weight off you and you can kind of shoot freely as the, all the guests are walking along. Yeah. I think it would work then. But then I also I'd worry that someone would come in and like steal it from you. Like I don't really understand yeah. how the technology works. Does it have a alarm system i don't know like how does it know to follow you like if yeah. somebody else looks like you and then steps in front of you does it start following the other one instead yeah how smart is this thing what if it's racist like can it tell the difference between me and like other asians i don't know like 
it's a legit problem, you know. <laughs> so the teleportation camera bag was definitely similar to your teleportation around the church. Mm. Okay, my next thing is actually something I genuinely really want. I would like one day a year where all of the people that are seriously going to book you, everybody just comes at once, almost like just appears in like a giant spreadsheet. And then you can pick and choose based on, okay, so these are the seven inquiries I have for the 2nd of June. And then you can just pick your favorite ones. Like it's already been pre-selected. Like they're all like nice, happy people. But I mean, how many times have you booked a wedding in a venue maybe that you've already shot at 10 times only for two weeks later later to get an inquiry for the Lake District? Oh, yeah. And so like if I could just know all of my inquiries in advance, that would be really, really great. And then I could just say, I'll take this one and I'll take that one and I'll take this one. Or if like you could just know who all the awesome people are and just get them to magically appear in your calendar. I think that'd be really cool too. How would you go about this? Like, Are we talking like a kind of nationwide brainwashing sort of situation? Are we talking like Darren Brown? Maybe it needs to be like an auction system where like almost like, what's the movie? The Hunger Games. <laughs> like there's just that one day where <laughs> photographers are selected <laughs> and all of the bride and grooms and brides and brides and grooms and grooms all just queue up and be like, I choose me, I volunteer. <laughs> it's just that one day we sort out the entire calendar in one day. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah. And then there's no like getting that inquiry like two or three months in advance of the date being like, wow, that's an amazing inquiry. I wish I could do that. I can't because I'm shooting at the Holiday Inn in Bexley Heath. <laughs> <laughs> no shade on Holiday Inn or Bexley Heath. <laughs> Lots of shade, lots of shade. Yeah, no, I see what you mean. I'm just trying to think of like, you know, a real practical way of doing it. And I wonder if actually if, if a way of doing it could be subliminally influence people over the years through the power of the wedding blog industry. Yeah. Like, so people go to wedding blogs to plan their wedding and get information. What if you just somehow like persuaded slash bribed all the wedding bloggers to, to sort of put out some articles being like, oh, today is photographer booking day. Yeah. You know, like how we just accept that Valentine's Day is like the 14th of February and we just accept like right. May the 4th is Star Wars Day or whatever. Yeah. That's not a real thing. Maybe like the 1st of March is the day that everybody has to book their wedding photographer. Yeah. Okay. So for that year, everyone just does it then. I think that's possible because diamonds weren't engagement rings until De Beers said so. So... It just takes some people in the industry to tell people this is the way it's done. Yeah. It could change over time. Yeah. So I think you're onto something there. And I think you're onto a, a realistic <laughs> option. I don't know how it's commercially viable. So I don't know if it will pass Dragon's Den. We could be the ones that make the database system to make this happen. Yeah. So like 9am, first choices come through. And then 10 a.m., second choices come through. So you pick your first choices 9 a.m. And then if the couple didn't get the photographer they wanted at 9 a.m., maybe 10 a.m., their second tier photographer will come through. <laughs> Although, to be fair, like by the time you get to like 4 p.m. and you're in like tier 10, you'd be like, I am really depressed about this. <laughs> it sounds like the UCAS of like wedding photography. <laughs> We've created like an admissions board. Soon there will be an academy and... <laughs> or almost like X Factor a little bit. Being like, well, you just slid in. You didn't get all of the votes from all of the judges, but you're kind of in now, so that's fine. <laughs> it's like, you sort of came at this making, you know, to think about how could make your, your sort of wedding planning and also like client booking system more streamlined. But it's it's starting to sound more complicated than <laughs> people just emailing you when they want to email you. <laughs> I know. All right, your turn. Okay, I'll, I'll miss out the one that's a bit more violent. I'll say that for later. I'll do a practical one. <laughs> So I genuinely think this is something that could be made. Okay. I will reach out to Uniqlo because, you know, they're my favorite uniform maker. 
I don't think this is far off, but I'm always mystified as to why this hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Why has no one made like a formal jacket that it looks aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. and you know suitable for all business environments? People of, of all industries will get this, but it also needs to be like waterproof, sweat wicking, <laughs> and loads of pockets. You need pockets, but also. You need like pockets that aren't going to disrupt the shape. Right. I don't know. There's got to be a way of doing this. I feel like we've come so far in fashion and, you know, like women are allowed to wear trousers now. And why has no one put this jacket out? Like a business kind of suit jacket or like a, an over like a winter jacket, like something you put over top? I mean like business suit blazer. Okay. No, no, because I don't mean like a big coat because uh, that kind of does already exist. Like I, I tend to wear a North Face jacket and, it, and it's amazing with its pockets. Like, I don't know. Yeah, people make coats that are pocket friendly. It's just no one makes like a work blazer that has more than two tiny flat things. Mm -hmm. And I want some like hidden pockets. So I I know that you obviously aren't going to put like an apple in there, but like, I think there should be enough for snacks. Like there should be enough for like a cereal bar. Right. That's flat enough that it would not ruin the shape of a blazer. But there is never a suitable pocket for like a cereal bar. Right. Or like for us in particular, obviously, you know, you want my memory card slots, you want battery slots. I should be able to put some batteries in the lining of my coat and not have it mess up the shape of the coat. Yeah. Yeah. And also because mostly wedding photographers, I guess, you you know, you'll shoot maybe with your jacket unbuttoned. So that gives you a bit more leeway. Because, you know, I say unbuttoned because you're uh, probably reaching up in the air and stuff like that. So I don't know anyone who particularly prefers to have the, the jacket buttoned up. I need that level of formality, but I want it to be practical and especially because you know as as women we don't often get pockets in our trousers Mm -hmm. it's a joy and a miracle when that happens yeah you know i i want pockets i want pockets everywhere basically i'm just asking for pockets do you want like a whole suit of just like pockets yeah you know really smart looking suit and then just like covered in pockets yeah like i don't want it to look quilted i don't want it to look like (laughs) so so many pockets it's just like a like a patchwork (laughs) but (laughs) and i just think that's a practical and achievable thing i've thought about this to the point where i've actually previously thought about designing it myself like I've gone as far as to work out like you know do I need to speak to like a textile bloody blah and you know obviously you would get someone to who works in fashion to work with you on it but I was just like why have companies not thought of this and (laughs) I think Uniqlo are kind of leaning towards it sometimes because I've got these pair of trousers from them that are cooling and sweat wicking whatever Mm -hmm. and they're they've got a pleat in the front so it's designed to look like a trouser suit kind of formal thing okay but it's elastic jogger bottom style comfort at the top yeah i know right and i can't remember if it has pockets i will check that at some point i hope it does i'll I'll check that and put that in the comments because obviously everyone wants to know if it has pockets (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah you know so they've kind of made this thing where it's it's meant to look formal but it's meant to be comfortable like basically i want to know that when i'm on the job if the zombie apocalypse happens Mm -hmm. i i'm ready run right like i don't want to be hindered because i'm unlucky enough that my job requires that i wear formal wear like i shouldn't have to be penalized for that right if if something bad happens instantly i I need to be able to know that i can be ready for jumping into that jeep with the band of survivors and all the action that follows afterwards yeah with your memory cards on you of course yeah because just in case the couple want the pictures afterwards (laughs) i mean who wouldn't like, how many people get zombies on their wedding day? Like, not that many. I imagine this, like, Mad Max scene of, like, people driving across the desert, like, screaming, like, trying to do whatever to each other. And then someone's trying to hack the system. And there's me being like, I need to do this adjustment brush on Lightroom. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't my preset loading or some something? 
Definitely has to deal with pockets. Yeah, and well, yeah, and pockets in the formal setting, in a formal garment. Yeah. Can never really get enough pockets. Like, whenever, like, you have, like, trousers and something, and then there's never pockets in them, you're just like, oh, why am I paying for, paying for these? Like, it needs, like, I need at least to put my phone somewhere. Yeah. That's a very practical thing. And, a, and an achievable thing, because... So this is the thing. They have some photographers, sort of, I want to say, vests, outerwear. I don't know what it is. But they basically look like fly fishing vests. Yeah. Why don't you just merge that with something that's in black and a stretch material that's comfortable and and just a different shape? No, not hard. Fair enough. Anyway. All right. My next invention is, do you know how sometimes you're trying to make people laugh, but you've been like working for 10 hours and you're not necessarily on your funniest game? Yeah, yeah. I would like... Just like a plug-in for my camera where it just auto-fills in jokes on my viewfinder screen. Uh, so Okay. Because sometimes like you're trying to make a whole group of people laugh and you're just like, I've been working for three days straight. I just sound really tired. <laughs> I don't know how to make a group of three people laugh without sounding like a complete idiot. Maybe like just like a joke script could run in like my electronic viewfinder of my sony mm. that would be great and even if like the next like version 2.0 of it could be like it listens into your conversation and then automatically suggests jokes ah. like hey i hear that you're talking about zombies and lighthouses why don't we like merge these two together and make this zombie lighthouse joke and then it makes you seem really funny even though you're not the one that came up with it ah yeah okay i get it then all of a sudden people are laughing and then all the photos are amazing because people are all laughing and having a great time so i think like this could be like my million dollar idea oh okay yeah 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 you better run out and get that thing copyrighted <laughs> <laughs> what would i listen as camera joke generator I don't know. it'll be like a, a magic lantern plug-in yeah they're the ones that do those sort of like cat screen adjustments right like you can get the cat eye screen yeah you would just install this electronic rolling script thing yeah and you can just like hit a button to be like nope that joke's not very good have the next joke next joke next joke so people think you're auto focusing on something <laughs> but you're actually just scrolling through jokes looking for an appropriate joke and when you find one, then you could be like, knock, knock. And then we, everyone's like, oh my God, she's so funny. <laughs> from just, just from saying knock, knock. <laughs> oh, you are easily amused. <laughs> Would you ever take it a step further and have it as like something that plays out the audio for you? Like pre-record jokes on a dictaphone and like have that s- slipped into your pocket in, in your new jacket? that has many pockets <laughs> and just press play or something? <laughs> or like just the wrong joke comes out. <laughs> My favorite one is a joke that I I usually will say the most at weddings is this absolutely terrible joke that my husband made up a few years ago. It's funny because it's so bad. He's just like, what's a pirate's favorite cheese? Uh, I don't know. Cheddar. Oh god! <laughs> so oh. Bad. oh, Paul! And so it, Paul. it just it makes it makes me laugh, and people would just like roll their eyes and then just kind of laugh at me. It's so, <laughs> it's so bad! Oh no! I need see, I need better jokes. Maybe I can like business expense a joke book, and then just like in the corner of like the church or whatever, just go through the joke book, coming up with random jokes. <laughs> Well, you know, you can get those little keychains that make like fart noises and stuff like that, right? Yeah. I could be the photographer that goes around and just presses a fart button and that would be really classy and everybody would be totally on board with that at a wedding. It would work twofold because then you could hide actual farts. (laughs) (laughs) I will publicly say this because no one believes me. I never fart. I genuinely never fart. (laughs) And so like, I almost think that there's something wrong with me because it doesn't happen. (laughs) Maybe like if there's a doctor listening, they could tell me that they like you should go to the doctor because that's not healthy. <laughs> I never have to hide a fart because I don't actually fart. Oh, so this is not a problem that you have. Okay, 
I keep telling people because I want I want people to be like, no, this is the reason why you should be concerned. And everyone's like, I've never heard of that happening to anyone before. I actually haven't. Yeah, I've, I've never heard of that. Like, I assume that everyone farts a little bit. I think it's just like natural. I think it just means, because all it is is just gas. So like, it probably just means that you have good good stomach in workings or whatever. Hopefully. Or it's all like building up for one day. I'm kind of like waiting until like I'm 80 and then it's all of the farts I've held in for my entire life. <laughs> when no one can say anything anymore, it will just come right out. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say that you, you were holding it in until you're 80 and that's how you're going to die. Because <laughs> you were just deflate like a whoopee cushion. <laughs> I thought that's where that was going. I was like, <laughs> but I just visualize it as like as a whoopee, a person just flattening out as a whoopee cushion. And then the police come around and there's just like a circular, like empty rubber bag on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the only thing keeping me inflated. Oh, now I can never fart. <laughs> All right. Right. So that was my jokes appearing in camera invention. So it's your turn. Well, actually, just to piggyback off the back of that one, I okay. I have something that's also about wanting to make people laugh. You know, like how in newborn photography, they have the little scrunchy animal toys that they put around the lens. Mm -hmm. I feel like you need some sort of like adult equivalent of that. Right. So that when people do see you, they're instantly in a good mood. They definitely don't like do that thing where they're like, oh, don't take a picture of me. I'm not ready. Yeah. I don't know what it would be. I feel like it's got to be some kind of like a visual based drug, like, mm -hmm. or just, just drugs, drugs, just a dispenser of, <laughs> of drugs into their, into their drink. And I only thought of this because I actually had a, had a, a couple ask me this once where they came to the client meeting and they said to me, oh, you know, we love the photos. Everyone always looks happy in them. And I said, oh yeah, yeah, that's good. Cause you know, that's what you'll get. Mm -hmm. And they were like, um, how do you actually make everyone really happy in the pictures? And I was like, <laughs> eh, what? And they were like, do you give them drugs? And I was like, well, no, because that would be a very <laughs> financially non-viable business. Or very viable, actually. Maybe maybe we're doing this whole wedding photography thing wrong. Maybe we should be selling like cocaine while we're uh, shooting. Oh, so you have like a, a premium package. So you have your normal package where it's eight hours and it's, you know, this, you know, all the JPEGs. And then you have, you know, for one grand more, you have the, the premium package of, I don't know, I don't even know what you name it, like <laughs> plus extras. <laughs> I feel like that's that's something that hasn't been done before in our industry, so it would definitely be original, but I'm not sure it's... Ethical? <laughs> Legal? <laughs> Moral? <laughs> There's a few challenges you need to need to work out before doing this, yeah, for sure. Okay. I did kind of think, you know, there would be some, it would be great to have some way to basically sort of guarantee that people would kind of laugh or, or smile when they saw you. And I, right. I've seen some photographers, they've stuck like a Dymo label onto their camera that says smile. I don't know if that would make me smile. I think that I feel like they're being a bit, bit demanding. I'm just like, how dare you tell me to smile? Like, I don't want to smile. <laughs> I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. Please <laughs> boss me, Mr. Photographer. And that photographer would just have like a last scene of you with like your fist in, in its lens. Make a great action shot. Fearless. Instant fearless. Do you know how sometimes like you have like the right light and the right frame and then everything's kind of like, you're just kind of sitting there like, okay. I want something to happen in this frame because this frame is like perfect. Oh, yeah. And nothing happens. And you're just like, I don't have all day. I have all these other things to do. Mm. I want like an action button. You just press a button on your watch. And then all of a sudden, like a wedding guest like trips and falls <laughs> right in the frame. <laughs> Almost like a director being like, all right, everything's perfect. Now action. And then, you know, the bride does a backflip or something. Yeah. I think that would look really cool. Yeah. Um, and make my job considerably easier if that could just be a thing. That's all I want. Like a Harlem Shake button. Yeah. Everyone loses their shit instantly. You can sit there and just like say, okay, like everything's perfect in this frame. I love the light. 
I love, you know, the the composition of it. Everything's right, but I need someone just eating ice cream or doing drugs, like <laughs> right there in that frame. But it happen it has to happen organically. Like it has to be like, oh, okay, this is naturally gonna happen. Um, so that way you can still get like the, the photojournalist awards because you didn't stage it. Okay. Does that make sense? Because it's not an intervention, but somehow you need to intervene to make this happen. But I think we need to speak to Hui and just to check what the rules are on this. Should I just drop him a message and be like, um, does this contravene the rules? <laughs> okay, so is it like a button that you press or something? Or is it like... I think it could be like a button on like a smartwatch. Like, you know, like a just a smartphone thing. Okay. But then just kind of bend space and time. Um, I think that would be really cool. I feel like a lot of your inventions involve rays. <laughs> is that fair to say that... It requires a lot of kind of ray-based technology. It requires technology that doesn't exist yet. But if we do make it exist, then I think we would be onto something. Yeah, I think that's good. I don't ask for much, just, you know, world-changing technology. When you were explaining it, I thought you were going in a similar direction to, to something that I picked up on. Okay. And it's the same in the sense that it's about, you know, trying to perfect your scene in terms of trying to control the people in the scene. So I went for the reverse. Instead of trying to get people to do something into the scene, I invented, I invented already, this has happened. <laughs> I invented like a kind of like taser gun to make certain people in the scene drop to the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're, you're shooting the scene and there's like something really great happening and there's just someone in the background that's kind of spoiling the cleanness of the background. Yeah. I kind of want to just be able to like press a button and just get them to duck for a bit. Right. And then when I was thinking about getting them to duck, I was like, oh, just, just make them drop to the floor. It's fine. <laughs> Because I'm, I'll need to take a few frames around the scene, so they should stay down there for a bit. Yeah. I kind of visualized it a little bit like some sort of lightning bolt thing going on. Uh, maybe like a glove, like a gauntlet. I'm, I'm going to go with like a lightning gauntlet. What's a dance move where they drop to the floor and like spin around on the floor? Like a, like it's not like a boogie. That's totally not the right word. Um, break dance? Yeah. Like maybe like an instant break dance because then they're break dancing and people are laughing and having a great time, but then they're out of the frame. And it's not as harmful and it's it's more positive. Yeah. I like that. It's much better than a, a bolt of lightning. Lightning would kind of throw off your exposure as well. So I think maybe that's actually not great. And it'd be kind of loud and hot and, and slightly dangerous, but you know, break dancing doesn't really hurt anybody. Break dancing has never hurt anybody. <laughs> Tell that to my left leg. <laughs> that one time I tried to do the worm. <laughs> I've never been the same. <laughs> That's not true. I've never tried doing the worm. I'm too scared. I feel like I've seen a bride do the worm and it, I thought it was amazing. And I just thought, how are you not afraid that your face is just going to smack to the floor? I feel like I try it and I just face plant on the floor. Yeah. I've never tried to do the worm. I mean, we could, we could try it. We could take worm dancing lessons and learn how to do it properly. Knowing us, this is exactly the kind of shit we would do. We would, next time we see <laughs> each other, I have a feeling. So, I mean, for people who, who don't know us, both Carrie and I are kind of into various bits of exercise you know we've done stuff like we've got a friend to try and teach us how to do handstands and yeah (laughs) whilst being slightly inebriated in hindsight that was a terrible idea to do drunk at a party yeah that was really dangerous (laughs) (laughs) but we should be careful in the future we should be responsible adults that's why i actually think legitimately we'll probably try and do the worm at some point in our life (laughs) together we'll meet up and be like "Mm, i think now is the time yeah fair enough we'll like youtube a video but we're very sensible about it we'll youtube a video about you know the step-by-step guide and then try it how to do the worm because we've already we've already started looking into like how to run up a wall (laughs) we haven't actually tried that one yet have we i need to find a good wall to run up i haven't found one (laughs) yeah you want one with a good kind of brick kind of not too smooth it can't be a smooth wall it's got to be like a bit of a bit of uh, pebble dash or whatever okay my, na- my neighbor has a pebble dash wall, actually. Maybe I'll just run up my neighbor's wall and it won't look like I'm going to rob their house. 
<laughs> can you imagine if like someone sees me just trying to uh, repeatedly attempt to scale this wall and they're like, excuse me, madam, what are you doing? And I'll be like, <laughs> I, I just want to learn how to climb a wall for Tough Mudder. <laughs> and they'll be like, yeah, believable. I'll get arrested. All right. My last one isn't that far off from yours. I put down Uncle Bob behavior modification knob. I think that would be really useful because then you could take someone who's being really annoying kind of in your way mm. and be like, actually, Uncle Bob, do you mind just like going over there or holding this light for me or something? Just like a little bit of a behavior modification item. Maybe just like a little implant that goes on like the side of their head where you could just stick it there and be like, and then they're like your slave. Um, and that's not similar, dissimilar to your lightning bolt. Just like even if you just got them out of your way a little bit, that, you know, godlike control over things could be really useful for shooting a wedding. These are all things that would make our lives so much better. So basically being God would make your job as a wedding photographer easier. Yeah, I think so. Okay. It's not a lot to ask for. I can't do this because I, uh, there's, um, have you been watching Westworld? Uh, the new one or the the new season? Yeah. The, the season two. Oh, it hasn't started? Shit. I know. I, I mean to watch it, but I didn't know it's out. Well, I mean, I guess maybe if I kind of talk about this, like, but like in Westworld, like in like season one, they have like those, um, panels where they can control the robots. Oh yeah. Something like that would be really cool in real life. So interestingly, that kind of overlaps with one of mine as well, actually. I have a moving, like, CP3O style light stand. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, wait, hold on. I think I'm, I've got post. Hold on. Should I talk badly about Marianne while she's gone? I don't really have anything bad to say about her, so this is gonna, this isn't gonna work. I tried to talk badly about you while you were gone, and it occurred to me I didn't have anything bad to say. Oh, that's so sweet. I doubt it's true, and I will look forward to the recording later to see what's said later about me. Thank you in advance. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, where were we? Oh, yeah, so CP3O light stand. And I think they're not far off it because they've already started inventing speed lights that kind of auto-rotate yeah. based on what angle you're holding the thing at, which personally I'm actually not really a fan of, but I would like one that moves around because some of the amazing dance floor shots that you see from like really big wedding photographers, you know, they can achieve it because... There's two of them there or they have like lots of assistants and effectively when the dance floor, they kind of shoot in one direction and they just tell their lighting assistant to kind of move to wherever. And so wherever they move, the light stand moves with them in sort of a relative position. So for, for kind of us lowly, lowly standard people, um, us plebos, you know, sometimes we don't always have an assistant for various reasons. It doesn't fit our style, budget, whatever it is. You know, we can't have that. So instead, I would like a really expensive robot okay. that would just do that for me. And effectively, I can just program it to know my location. And I would tell it be like 30 degrees in to the left of me at all times, you know, at my like 10 o'clock and, and it would just do it. Do you think you could do like a light stand drone almost flying around the room with a flash? The drone could like know where you are and then just be like at a certain angle. So you could program the angle in. So you could have the drone backlighting, you could have the drone side lighting. And I wouldn't even be that annoying because it's so like the music is so loud. They wouldn't hear the drone at all. Oh yeah. And then it wouldn't get in the way of people on the dance floor. That's such, that's such a good upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And it's definitely possible because I've seen that you can get drones that follow you when you're running. So when runners do drone videos of themselves, it actually literally just follows them as they run. Yeah. So the technology already exists for doing that. Yeah. I think this is our best idea yet. I think so too, actually. And flashes aren't that heavy. Yeah. So you wouldn't need like a really big thing. like Exactly. So just a drone flash. Drone flash TM. Yeah. To a bell drone, drone flash. <laughs> you heard it here first. Woo. <laughs> copyright. 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 <laughs> I don't know what you do when someone takes your, your copyright idea. I think you bitch on Facebook. I think that's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
Boom. Okay. So uh, have you got any other ones? No, those are all my, those are, those are all my inventions. Um, let me check my list. Okay. Done that, done that, done that. The only thing I have left are two things which are really, really small. So I guess maybe I'll just mention them as a, as a cursory goodbye. Okay. I've put here, literally, this is what I've written. You're going to laugh at me because I don't know why I've written it in this voice. A constant gentle bag of winds. (laughs) (laughs) What I meant by that was, you know, the way that like sometimes couple shots, they just look better with a little bit of movement in the dress and stuff. You know, it just looks slightly better than just very, very still everything. You know, it's obvious there's like no wind in the air. Right. I just kind of want like a little, and it reminded me of like those ch- childhood books where like, I think there's a book where, you know, you can, you can catch a bag of wind or something. I don't know. Jack and the Beanstalk, whatever it is. I, at first I thought you were talking about back to our fart discussion. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, it actually could be very similar. Like a wind machine. But then are you saying you want to fart on your couples during your couple <laughs> shots? Because I don't know about that one. Okay. Yeah. So like, uh, we'll go for a more sanitary kind of clean, um, hygienic constant, constant bag of winds. Okay. And also the other one was kind of like the God thing again, a remote control to make clouds kind of fast forward or stay still or rewind. Oh, that'd be really useful actually. Yeah. Cause this happens all the time where you go out and you try and take a group shot and you, you, you go out and pick the location and it's good. And you're like, okay, everyone get outside. And then like five minutes later, once everyone is outside, you know, the clouds have moved on and then you suddenly have all these like harsh shadows or something, you know, like it's, it's not the right position anymore. And then you're like, right. fuck, and everyone's already out there and it's really awkward. And you have to do it anyways. Doesn't traumatize me at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is like with like those big group shots is like you have so little control over when they happen. Because it kind of have to happen in the flow of the wedding day. And it's always with this really hard direct lighting. Mm. And it's so hard to do such a large group of people in like really great light. Yeah, no, Saturday was particularly bad for that because it was just the lighting was so bright. Mm. I love summer weddings and I hate them at the same time because like you get so much more light and the sun doesn't set till so late, which is awesome. But then like, then you're doing a group shot of like 80 people at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. You're doing a group shot of like 80 pandas. <laughs> oh. And yeah, and sometimes you're really restricted. It just adds an extra dimension. I think the cloud button would be nice. Like instant cloud cover, I think would be really useful. They, they have this service that you can hire where you can like fly a, a crop duster or something kind of plain through the clouds to dispel them. Right. But it's not as, it's not as efficient as what I'm suggesting. So I think they haven't really done a good job and I think it could be better. Okay. Fair enough. Manipulating weather could be better. Yeah, that seems easy to do. I think we can make that happen. I think these are all really good ideas and I think that we're going to be rich. Ka-ching! Do you have like a favorite and a worst? And Or do or do we want to influence votes? Should we just let people... I think we should let people vote for what they really want to see. All 10 of our listeners could can <laughs> chime in. <laughs> I'll tell my mom. My mom will take a vote. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I will let you go because I know both of us are just... We're just starting to get running for wedding season. So we have to keep going to keep catching up. So yeah. Well, I thought you were going to say both of us just received posts. That's exciting. And we want to open our posts. <laughs> well, 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 we'll sayonara this one out. All right. And and let the public decide. I think my inventions were the best, but that's just personal. Uh, is this is this a last minute attempt at manipulating the public? Oh. <laughs> Born politician. <laughs> All right, cool. Have a lovely day, and I will see you later. I'll see you later. Mwah. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye.